Hi, Stacy. Hey, Tim. What's the news? It's hot out. <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> guess, guess the weather. Who, guess who our new guest is? Who? Uh, well, you'll have to wait and see. Oh, dang. Let's roll the footage. Hi, Stacy. Hey, Tim. In their neighborhood is a show where we bring in people to elaborate on what exactly it is that they do in the community so that we can recruit more volunteers for them, educate about the nonprofits that we have, and really we want to connect volunteers with their volunteering vision. We have amazing, amazing organizations in Peoria that rock and make Peoria rock. That's right. Peoria is an awesome place, and if we just take the time to give back, then it's going to be that much better. Our goal is to help people that kind of want to volunteer, but maybe are a little afraid of volunteering, give them the opportunity to volunteer in an easy way and get to know the organizations before they even get involved. Being a volunteer hero. There you go. We're looking for volunteer heroes. heroes out there. Uh, we're really about uh, highlighting volunteers, um, difference makers in Peoria area, and promoting civic pride. That's right. And we're talk to, talking to a difference maker here. Uh, this is <laughs> Steve Tarter. Oh, thank you. So if somebody were to ask you, who is Steve Tarter, what would you say? Um, I would say, well, I'm the old guy who used to write for the Journal Star. Um, and a uh, longtime Peorian, I came out here to Bradley, uh, back way back. I, I came out here in 1967 from Boston, and uh, wound up staying. Uh, graduated and then stayed, and uh, enjoy it. You know, your little intro kind of said it. Um, Peoria is a is a fascinating place. I love the. I think there's many aspects to it. Um, the size of Peoria. Stacey and I were just talking about. You know, it's big enough that you can. I don't know if you get lost in it is the right way to put it, but mm -hmm. it's also small enough that, oh, you know, you know so-and-so, he's my, my uncle, or, you know, <laughs> do you work for, you know, we said Paul Gordon earlier, yeah. who, who I worked for at the Journal Star. Uh, so it's it's a great kind of combination. Yeah. And, and I've had the good opportunity working at the paper, uh, and before that, the bus company, to kind of learn a little bit, I won't say a lot, a little bit about Peoria. So, so why why did you stay? Um, well, uh, I think there are a couple of reasons. I think it was familiar territory. Um, I, I, I guess I went against the grain because most people go to Boston to go to school. I left Boston to go to school um, because I'd, I'd grown up there. I didn't have the same attraction that, that I think would have if you came from somewhere else in the country. I think I found Peoria to be comfortable. Um, and you know, you talk about a difference maker uh, one of the things, and I think kids kids need to know this, or adults too, is Peoria's of, of the size and, and the opportunities where if you want to say, like I did, want to go down to the Apollo Theater and run old movies, you can. Whereas if I'm in Chicago, Boston, wherever, um, you know, I can be a part of something, but you don't have that direct opportunity that maybe you have here. Um, you know, that's, that's the charm of, of, I think, a place like Peoria where... Uh, you look around and you think, oh, I, I want to do this or I want to do that. Um, certainly all the nonprofits you're mentioning, there's opportunity there to do almost anything. Mm -hmm. and, and you guys explore that, I know, every week on, on your program here. And I, I kind of dabbled in it at the paper where you'd run into people and all of a sudden you'd realize, wow, um, you know, right under my nose, whether it's on the south side or East Bluff or, or the uplands where I live, um, 
there's somebody doing this, this, and this, you know, and, and it's, it's fascinating because they might live next door to you and you didn't know it. So <laughs> that's, that's the beauty, I think, of Peoria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've probably written a lot of stories, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so people, people would say, oh, yeah, roll your eyes. Yeah, I read a lot of his stories, you know. Yeah. And so, that's going to be good. So um, out of the stories that you've written or investigated, uh, what do you think are some of the most striking stories that you've read or done over there? Well, you know, the, the stories I wrote, and, and, you know, we talked about Paul Gordon, who was the business editor for many years of the paper, who I worked under, and was a, a great editor, I should say, because... Um, I, a little sideline before I answer your question. I'm not avoiding it, but it just occurs to me as we were talking about Paul. I'd write a story, and I'd have a clever lead, what I thought was a clever lead, and I'd put it in there, and then I'd wait to see what Paul's reaction was because he calls it up on the screen, looks at it. And it was funny because, not that I did this all the time, because usually he's writing pretty straight for the daily paper. But anyway, when I did that, all I know is the reaction Paul would do, he'd just give me a look. Like, a quizzical look like, you didn't say anything. Like, okay, okay, I'll change it. You know, it, it's amazing how sometimes that works. But I think most of the stories that I wrote in the time I was at the paper, a lot of them were business stories. Um, so it was really uh, kind of going out and talking, well, Caterpillar, obviously, but usually those are pretty perfunctory. You know, second quarter report, here's what it is, and you just report it. I think the small business stories were fascinating because you find out how somebody gets started. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's, um, you know, PDC is picking up the trash or somebody who's doing an ice cream store on Main Street uh, and, and has had to go through all these things before they got started. Those, those strike me as fascinating stories. I liked a lot of the media stories that I was able to do um, about radio, TV, uh, that's that's part of Peoria, you know, and, and of course that's all changing with the internet and all the things that we're noticing now. The paper is a good example where uh, you don't have the the numbers of people working that you used to have. And this is across the country, but I think stories, you know, when I have to think about it, and of course, first, you know, you have to understand old people. The memory is is you know, I need the internet to tell me, oh yeah, I wrote that eight years ago. That's right, <laughs> and and sometimes that's a problem because. Uh, well, first of all, forgive me if, if you know, I run into somebody and, and they, they know me because I came to their house or came to their business and wrote a story and it was in the paper and that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it was just a daily, as it is for any reporter, it's a daily event mm -hmm. and you forget, unfortunately. We, we, we probably shouldn't. Some people don't. I do. But then I call it up and I, has that really been eight years? Has that really been nine years since I went in there? And... That's part of the fascination of, I guess, doing these things. But um, it's it's a hard thing. I know the the general answer to your question, Tim, would be um, it never it never failed to amaze me how impressed I was with the the the, the stories that people told, whether it was about their business or whether a challenge, their their hobby, whatever the the thing is. Because I go back to the Observer. That's a paper that maybe your your older viewers will remember uh, back in the '70s, where a lot of the times that was another era. I was writing, I'm talking mostly women because uh, the the and this is a little bit sexist now. So you know, hey, remember the era? But it was it was woman on the go was always our lead story, and then in the kitchen was another story, which was predominantly women, not always, but but predominantly women, and it was usually family stories. But that was a suburban paper. 
uh, soft news, you'd have to say, but it was telling a story that otherwise wasn't being told. And and those were interesting stories to me. I mean, I was I was able to to learn a lot there. Um, yeah, after a few years, you're going, oh, here we go. You know, we're going to do this. But um, those those are the things that kind of collectively I remember about Peoria. So you know, I can. Go on and on, but uh, I'll let you ask another question because uh, I tend to drift in some of these things. Sure, sure. Um, so what are you doing now? Uh, since I left the paper, I'm still writing. I'm still writing my uh, uh, Tartar Sauce was the podcast and um, blog, I guess you could say, that I do on, uh, on, on Facebook. And I still do that. And usually it's a, um, a topic... It used to be more local than it's than it's been now. I hope to get back to more local stuff, but it's usually something about media, about how the world is is changing. Certainly, newspapers are changing. Um, movies have always been a big interest to me. As I, I mentioned, the Apollo Theater. I used to do the old movie, and and my kids would tell you, you know, yeah, his version of movies is not my version. <laughs> We're talking about '40s movie, 1940s, and things like that. Uh, film noir is a, is a great interest of mine. Um, but I, I think now what I'm focusing on is, is freelance. Um, I hope to get back to uh, a more regular uh, thing because one of the things I, that I noticed since leaving the paper and since finding you and Stacy here, uh, there are other outlets in this community we need to, to uh, you know, support because the old outlets, the ones that I'm more familiar with, uh, are shrinking. And, and I don't think just the newspaper is not the only one. I mean, we're talking about uh, radio stations. We've all heard about WCBU's kind of merger with ISU. Um, that's a, all, a, a, I think, a, a case of uh, the media now is, is, is going through that. I don't know where it's going. I'd make an interesting blog if I knew. But it's, it's changing as people, I think, go to convenience. You know, they, they, they smart, pull their smartphone out and they find out what's going on. They don't wait for that paper to hit the, to the front porch or a five o'clock, six o'clock report on television. I mean, those things are, you know, still there, but we're, we're morphing into a world of, of immediacy and, and Facebook and online and all the rest of it. So I hope to make that adjustment, even though I'm an old guy and, uh, you know, uh, barely, barely know how to turn the TV on, let alone find all the things. But once I do... Um, usually, it's, it's you know we can find something of interest. We had talked. Um, I was driving through Fort Wayne, and there's Lowe's, there's a Hardee's, <laughs> there's you know we're, we're all the stores are the same, and I'm like, only thing difference between Fort Wayne and Peoria is the landscape, right? So what's the difference between the two? And that's kind of what we've been trying to really highlight. And I think that's kind of what you're doing in mm -hmm. some of the ways with your writing is, you know, rather than a homogenized city, what's really at the difference? What's the heart of Peoria? Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I, I think um, you, you, you folks explore this on a weekly basis, but the different neighborhoods and, and those neighborhoods have to be dissected further because when you talk about the South End, for instance, South Side, um, South Peoria, whatever you want to use, it's a huge area, you know, and you could segment it and, and go all there. Um, the Uplands up by Bradley, which is going through, um, I don't think it's going through a big change, but it's it's the area of, of where they're building that um, the big uh, business engineering complex mm -hmm. at Bradley. So that kind of is 
you know, kind of taking the attention there. Um, I think I think the neighborhoods in Peoria are, are fascinating to me because um, that's that's really where you learn the folks that are on the ground, you know, the grassroots things. Uh, downtown is is a great study too. Even though I know, um, and we're downtown here right now in, in your your studio, uh, the people would say, "Oh, there's nothing going on in downtown Peoria." You know, I mean, compared to X Y Z. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not what it was when Bergner's was off as of Carson's, Perry Scott, and, and you had all the theaters open down here. Uh, that's what I remember when I came to, to Bradley in 67. We'd walk downtown and then take the bus back because we were obviously too tired to go up the hill or something. I don't know why we did that. But um, there was always stuff downtown, and, and there still is, but it's changed. I mean, you didn't have... Well, Sheridan Village was around, but you didn't have Northwoods Mall or, or, or Shops of Grand Prairie or East Peoria, all these areas that are now going through yet another change because of the internet. You know, so that so it's fascinating to me that we have all these stories to write about. Um, and, and the one thing I think I think about because it's been you know I've had these blinders on for all these many years. Uh, we talk about the information age, you know, how we get all these this stuff comes flying at us, yet. Local news is needed more than ever, and and you know what you guys are doing is is so important because yes, we can get all kinds of national news. You can find out what Trump's saying and and all the people that are criticizing back and forth and all that. So flooding the internet and sports is there, and so we have all that. And and you know you're free to take as much or as little as you want. But what about Peoria? What about uh, East Peoria? What about uh, Congerville, or, you know, or whatever you want to mention, you know, sure. that you need those, you need to know that because, um, a, you might you may find that it's it's right under your nose, and, and somebody that you know there is is doing something that you should be aware of. So I, I just think that's that's a big part of where we need to go now, um, because the outlets that we came to believe in and, and rely on are shrinking, and you know for many reasons that we don't need to explore here, but because they are, doesn't mean we don't need that information. So right. we need to give it to them anyway. So uh, I guess I'm still on the case, but I don't know where these stories go now. He's just like, <laughs> Here's my latest story. Anyone want to read it? Uh, you know, there it is. Oh, well, you're going to bring some <laughs> yes, of those stories some here. Right, absolutely. Uh, tartar sauce is going to be part of Peoria Life um, here uh, we appreciate tomorrow. That. Yes. And uh, check us out. Uh, tomorrow's a special one. We're 10:45. Right. Uh, tomorrow live on Facebook, and we'll be settling in nine o'clock on Tuesday mornings. So right, and I yeah. appreciate that because I think that's that's something that I used to uh, love doing at the paper with the, the podcast because oftentimes the podcast would be uh, a spinoff of a story. If we just written about the grocery desert or those whatever right. the food desert in Peoria, which you know when the Kroger's closed mm -hmm. was a big discussion and is a big discussion, well then we'd have somebody come on and talk about you know, their, their plight or their plans. And, and obviously those plans are still in the, way, in the works. But um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much to talk about and hopefully we can fine tune it. And then if people have ideas, you know, they get in touch with you and, and Stacy, and you know, and you, you, you guys cover the neighborhood beat and I can cover whatever, whatever's left out there because I mean, there's so much to do. Uh, we don't have to worry about uh, you know who's yeah. who's on first kind of thing. Yeah, you'll be talking with a lot of difference makers and mm -hmm. and those types of things. So right. I think you'll talk. I've been to going through a list of, of folks that 
hopefully still remember me and, and I can call <laughs> them up and say, hey, I'm doing this thing again, you know, come on down. But I, I think I love doing this sort of thing, um, A, because it's, it's informational exchange, but it's, it's an aspect of radio. I know you've got it on TV as well. Um, but radio where you hear voices and you people discuss things, uh, that to me is, is time-honored and still great. And, uh, you know, we, we need to kind of continue that. I, I'm a fan of, of old radio um, to the point that, and, and, you know, I have to do it when I'm driving alone because no one else, I don't want to subject anyone else to my, uh, you know, uh, sort of a avocation here. But uh, uh, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, is this what I listened to in the car? That an old uh, radio series that ran from throughout Detective the fifties. No, I have no idea. Sorry, guys. You probably don't want to know either. But it's, it's, it's funny. He's the action-packed uh, insurance investigator, and they kind of adopted a private eye, and they brought him to the modern era. Well, modern if you count the fifties. It ran until sixty-two when the uh, curtain came down on radio drama, national radio drama. It still exists. Obviously, well, it still exists in audiobooks and still exists on podcasts because wow. now you have people listening to these long, windy crime stories on podcasts. They they dissect a murder for like twelve hours, yeah. and and you know what is that show? Dateline on TV. Oh my goodness! If that doesn't hook you, you know where you you, you there's this nice family that just you know is it lives in suburban such and such, and of course they break it down. But it takes like two hours to get through this, and they always leave you with, and then the sister found out something she never knew. Oh, commercials follow, you know, and they so anyway. I, don't I, would, lo I would love to do some of those on Peoria Life sometimes, reenact some yeah, yeah, of those yeah, radio I mean, So it's, it's like all things come around, they just they change form a little bit. And because people are still interested, in, I mean, the line that we, well, I don't say we used, but that's, uh, attached to the newspapers, if it bleeds, it leads. In other words, murder, uh, problems, traffic accidents, whatever you want to say, the news of the day, as sad as it might be and as, as, as traumatic, that's what people want to know about, you know, because it's, it's in your backyard. It's, oh, that, I just passed that accident. You know, I, I saw, on, I was at uh, Portillo's on Saturday. We're coming back by the interstate. There's a car flipped on the road, oh. yeah. you know, upside I'm down. Right by it, yep. you, you by yeah. And I, I thought, you know, here's me in like, again, blinder mode. I wonder if the Journal Star got that picture, you know. I mean, thankfully, I don't think anyone was hurt, which right. is always the, the most important thing. But they don't have any staff, so they didn't get that picture. <laughs> it's all those people that probably is people shot it on their own, and it might have wound up on Facebook. I don't but, know. but how do you feel about all the... That focus on the negative. I mean, that kind of seems to well, be what... I don't know if it's a focus on the negative. I think it's human. Well, if it is, if, if you're, if you're um, fixated with it, I think it is a, a problem. But I think that's... I'm just going by... When we, when we put up our stories, at least they're still doing this, I'm sure, on the board, the stories that have been written on that day, you see how many hits they have. And, of course, leading to the top. Um, Accidents and murder will always be at the top. So I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's what people are picking on. I mean, I guess it's the, the highest impact. If, if you know that somebody has been killed, um, you want to know about that for your own protection. You know, perhaps maybe it happened in your area. Mm -hmm. Maybe it happened in a way uh, that, that, you know, scares you or, or, or you know, upsets you. 
the point is that's, that's human nature to want to explore that. Um, I don't think you should feed that. I don't think you should go, oh, let's, let's just do, you know, but I think just the popularity of a show like Dateline is because, you know, hey, everything looked fine there for a while. And then it sort of got dark, you know, and then, and did they really, did he really do that? Or did she really do that? Uh, that's, that's curiosity. You know, people, they're, you can't fight that. I mean, uh, again, I don't know that I want to, I don't particularly care to watch that show because it drags me into it. And I'm like, oh, now I have to find out. And I'm going <laughs> to, it's two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back, you know. So there's, there's that side of it. But um, I think the old, the old idea about negative and positive news is, is a good one because we don't get enough good news. We don't find out about the guy that's, the man or woman that's doing something, has been doing it for years, mm -hmm. and does not expect a monetary reward, mm -hmm. but is doing it because they simply want to help people, children, whatever it is. We still need that. We still need that. And, you know, hopefully we can do it in a way that doesn't seem uh, maudlin or like we're trying to, you know, preach to someone because I mean right. I think that's what turns people off is oh, yeah 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 I know all that you know I, but but you know I'm, I'm it's it's like you know we're so busy we, we have to filter out things um, I think that's that's a balance and hopefully what you can do and I think this is the battle is you find the good stories and you make them interesting enough that that'll hook somebody's interest because uh, otherwise I think we, we're we don't even realize it, but I think people are so sophisticated now in how they take in information. Mm -hmm. You have to be, because there's too much. Yeah. So we all filter our own in whatever way, good or bad. And the trick is, and I say trick, um, the science, art, whatever you want to call it, is how do you find a way to, this stream of stuff that comes at us, how do you find a way to get it to somebody and, and, you know, build up some numbers and, and you know, reach that person. I, I think we're all trying to do that. I mean, this whole thing about data, every time you turn around, businesses want data. You know, Facebook is data. Well, what is all this data stuff? Well, it's about what people want, what their, their interests are. I was just reading in the Wall Street Journal about now when you go into a, not now, but maybe in the future, when you go to a store, there'll be um, recognition, facial recognition. They know who you are. <laughs> It's like that movie, was it Minority Report? The, the, yeah, that's where so scary. You're, walking, you're walking down and the commercials are talking to you, the billboards are talking to you, personally, you know, because, hey, we know who you are. Uh, and that's, so that's coming. Uh, I think China is already on top of that. Um, and, you know, there's privacy issues there, and, and that's a story we can explore. Yeah. But uh, the point is, you know, everybody wants this data. They want to know what you... Do you like ice cream? Do you like strawberries? Do you like vanilla? You know, you, where do you want to live? In the country? In the city? I mean, you know this from... And if it's not socially acceptable, how do we change that? And yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so we're gathering all this stuff, and, and I think that's fine. I guess it's important to, you know, it's just like, you know, fill out this form, and, and you know, we'll, we'll tell you. Well, Amazon, you can't order anything there without... Oh, you order a backpack for your child, and next thing you know, hey, here's here's the thermos bottle. Hey, here here's some right. shoes for that kitty. You know, you, you had a backpack, right? Well, we'll all work we'll work it out with you. You know, and sure <laughs> enough, you wind up. Oh, okay, I do want that. You know. Yeah, so, so so we've come to the end of our time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it flies by just like it goes that. really quick. Yeah. Uh, well, you got a motor mouth. It's going to happen. Hey, yeah. you know, it's all good because we're all talking about Peoria and the good things that are happening in Peoria. So. Um, what do you want to do next? What's your... 
Well, I, I, I think I want to keep exploring because I think the, uh, you know, when I hear this thing about Peoria's needs to find a new identity, identity you know, yeah. whatever that is. I mean, because the Caterpillar thing is complicated because cats still down the street. You know, Caterpillar right. is still here. There's many, many cat people here. That's not going away anytime soon. But the idea that somehow, okay, they moved the headquarters, so now we've got to find a new stamp to put on the on the envelope, you know, no longer headquarters. You don't want to say Peoria, no longer the headquarters of Caterpillar <laughs> Inc. But I think this whole business of medical, technology, arts, uh, slash, you know, whatever, um, is going to be fascinating because everyone's doing that. I mean, all of the, I mean, in Iowa and Michigan and Indiana, I mean, towns are also doing this thing. So, you know, what is it that sets Peoria apart? And I think that whole exploration, you know, thanks to you and and Stacy and, and, and others that are involved here um, will be something I look forward to. That's great. So your your show, Tartar Sauce, or is it Source? Well, that's okay. the question. Every, every, my pronunciation was, was Sauce, but it's spelled Source. Right. But I, I like to keep okay. that alive just, just you grew up to in confuse Boston, people. Right? Yeah, well, right. I, can, I can't talk. Sauce, I can't talk. You know. <laughs> so that starts um, tomorrow mm -hmm. at 10 45. Okay. Peoria Life here. Um, also, check them out every Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Great. I look forward to it. And uh, we try to, you know, you guys, what, almost 200? 200 shows? Next week. This is 199, oh. yeah. Well, I'll start number one tomorrow. There so you go. I'll, I'll, I probably won't catch up to you. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's just fun to, to be part of the mix. Thanks. Appreciate you being part of the mix. This is uh, In the Neighborhood on PeoriaLife.com. We're here in the Widecast Studios in downtown Peoria. Uh, Widecast, or In the Neighborhood, is really about uh, inspiring volunteers, highlighting difference makers, and um, really promoting civic pride in the Peoria area. Uh, Steve Tarter is, uh, I'll say, a lifelong journalist. It's kind of in your blood. Um, check him out. Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. PeoriaLife.com.